We are living in a time of global connectivity and intense competition, where the norm is putting in extras at work without question. However, at a certain point, we realize we're sacrificing much in the balance between work and life. According to an article in the Economic Times, over a third of employees who left their jobs in 2022 did so due to a lack of work-life balance and flexibility, and half of those who quit had been with the company for less than a year. In this fast-paced world, can we still achieve work-life balance? How can it be done and why is it important? To discuss these questions, we have Sandhya Mathur, who is a founder and CEO of Inward Focus, a Gurgaon-based coaching, consulting and training firm. She's an ICF accredited coach with decades of experience working with HR leaders and C-suite executives as coach. Using her personally crafted coaching style, she combines emotional intelligence and spiritual wisdom with structured coaching techniques to empower professionals and aspiring coaches to build strong leadership character. From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks, from make or break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers to people related complexities like handling a difficult manager or a toxic work environment workwise we cover it all hi welcome to workwise with nokri a show to help you work better and accelerate your career welcome sandhya to workwise with nokri Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Divas. Good to be here. The world needs to know your voice to answer a question that should someone work for seventy hours a week or forty hours a week or more than that because it impacts the work-life balance. What do you say? Work-life balance: seventy hours, forty hours. That's how people look at it. Yeah. Now, what is balance for one particular individual may not be balance for another one. and where is this word balance coming from our work and life separate or the work is in that individual's life isn't it so how about looking at it as a harmonious inclusion or synergy where work and life are i mean they coexist right that's my take on it i believe in the whole person paradigm mm-hmm. absolutely I would resonate with this since if something goes wrong at my home maybe my relationship with my spouse my parents it will impact my work the way I act at the workplace and similarly if I get to hear something from my boss I will have a tough time at home so there is a lot of interdependence in a way absolutely right? it's, it's not like work or life it's work and life and work is a part of life work is not life right exactly together and what you just said reminds me of uh, something that you know as coaches we explore all the time the wheel of life yeah. where you can visualize a circle and divide it into different parts different sections mm-hmm. one is emotions re- relationships profession finance spirituality well-being we still give a lot of importance to work since we give a lot more number of hours to work so maybe in that wheel of life that one section has a lot of dominance as compared to the other parts of the wheel and that's why people like you know how do i balance it how do i practice my hobbies and spend my time with my loved ones and that's where this thought of work life balance is coming from 
I mean, I know there are, again, different professions, different lifestyle, right? My father used to travel a lot. Think of the defense. People are stationed for six months to a year in different parts of the country or the world and the family doesn't get to see them. You know, I'm, I'm just highlighting the point that work, life are one, not separate. You spoke of balance. So can I say that balance is not 50-50? It is more about an equation which you define. For example, on a winter morning, while taking a bath, you cannot have 50% hot water, 50% cold water. The combination that works for you and your body is known to you. That, yes, this Absolutely. is my balance. Absolutely. And that's balance, right? Absolutely. You said that you work for 18 hours and you're okay with that because that combination of 18 and 6 works for you. For someone, it's about 8 hours of work, 8 hours of sleep, 8 hours of personal life. It works for you. Please go ahead. But then understand that it comes at the cost of maybe lack of opportunities or you won't get ahead of those who are putting in more number of hours of work. You will certainly do well in other aspects of your life. As you mentioned, the wheels of life, the wheel of life. Maybe you do well for your, your physical well-being, for mental well-being, for the spiritual side of it. Whereas a person who's putting in 18 hours of work, he will excel in his career. However, he or she will miss on the aspects in his personal life because he'll not be able to do justice in a day. Maybe in an entire week, you can balance your week in a way that one day I give it to my family. Because not everyone has that privilege to change their schedule as per their whims and fancies. If someone has to work from 9 to 5 or 9 to 8, whatever the timeline is for the six days of week, he looks for that vacation. He looks for those days when he can spend time with his family. So number of hours put in, hmm. high number of hours equals high productivity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really? Is that Not true? Not a correlation, but then that's how the world looks at it. Or yes. the organization look at it that if they work for more number of hours, will get more output from them, not realizing that the same employee will be tired or a machine. Yeah. Tomorrow when they show up, they will show up because you have a they punching have me mechanism. But they'll not be with that kind of idea, that kind of energy, and they'll not contribute that much. No matter, they will show up at the workplace. Absolutely. There are some organizations who will misuse the equation, I would say, where there are some red flags, that culture is such, that they know it, that the employee has no option than to work for us. So what are those red flags that a person should keep in mind? So before I get into the details of the red flag, I would like to talk about four success factors. And that includes effectiveness, personal effectiveness, that could be achievement, satisfaction, fulfillment. There is another area of factors that uh, we would look at. One of them is relationships. And relationships would be personal and professional. There's wellness, yes. mental, emotional well-being and physical well-being. The fourth is the quality of life. So I would say if any of these areas are not working for someone, the red flag. Effectiveness is achievement, satisfaction. If you're not, if there's no sense of achievement, if there's no sense of growth in an organization, it's, uh, you know, there's dissatisfaction. It's right? an indication for you to look Think for alternatives. Or I would say it starts with awareness. 
And how are you thinking about it? Yeah, so a red flag in each of these areas. Mm -hmm. It could be the quality of life. It could be wellness. And wellness is big. It starts with emotional and then that manifests into, you know, all the lifestyle problems and challenges that we see today, whether it's a high BP or anxiety or all of that. But it's coming from the way you feel and those emotions that you're ignoring and ignoring, continuously ignoring, not, there's no awareness about it. And, you know, change and the response always starts with that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And who's going to see the red flags mm -hmm. or the, you know, whether it's things that are working for you or the red flags, who's going to really sense them first? The individual themselves, right? So the basic thing is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. You see those. Uh, red flags coming up, you sense something's not really working, uh, you know, too much of uh, relationship and within the politics and all of that working. Is it working for me? Now, the point is, do they have a choice? Do they have an option? Does it mean a job change? Does it mean a career change? Coming back to the four uh, success factors, I would say if there is a slight imbalance in one or two, then uh, red flag or indicator that something needs to change perhaps. So something like if at home while having dinner, the discussion is only about work and your boss and your job and that employee and that colleague, there's an indicator again that are you talking about each other? about your, your kids, about your vacation, about your next hobby? Or is it just about work? It's again an indicator for you to look at it that, hey, you know what, your relationship part is still skewed towards work. I think that all that thought process again comes from this whole compartmentalization. I mean, I'll get home sometime, let's say late at night. My husband comes home. Question is, isn't it part of our relationship? to be talking about each other's day. Why is that such a no-no? I mean, there's got to be enough focus on this and other things. We are going to talk about the food. We are going to talk about so many other things, whether, you know, who spoke to the girls today, who spoke to the daughters today, what, what happened. We'll talk about all of that. But isn't it natural to discuss your day, a good day, a bad day at work? And, you know, this constant, where else are you going to, uh, if you're highly stressed out, if you've had a bad day, why wouldn't you talk to your spouse about it? Because some theory says mm -hmm. that you shouldn't carry work home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where else? Who's going to mm -hmm. listen? Mm -hmm. Everyone needs a listener, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm uh, going completely uh, in a different direction than what is the new norm, the discussions that you should kind of compartmentalize all this. Go home, talk to your spouse. And then, of course, once that is done, the evening or whatever is left of the evening is yours, right? So it's not like work or life, it's work and life, as yeah, we said. Yeah. Talk about it work as well as life. It is part of my life. It is a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And look at it the other way. If I go home mm -hmm. and my family doesn't ask me, how was your day? Mm -hmm. What happened? Mm -hmm. You'd gone to uh, gone for this meeting. I, we know that it was an important meeting. How did mm -hmm. that go? Mm -hmm. How will I feel? This is like one great tip. Apart from this, what individuals can do to have a healthy work-life balance? 
So this is personally just my theory on this. There are the four P's. The letter P. Purpose, priorities, planning, and then practice, practice, and practice. Now, when I say purpose, you could say mission, vision. The purpose, that thing, that little thought, that little drive, that little intrinsic motivation mm -hmm. that makes you jump out of bed every morning. Mm -hmm. What is that? What are the roles that I play in my life in general? Well, if I were to talk about me, I would say wife, mother, daughter, daughter-in-law, a coach, right? So how do I divide my time? Those are the roles. What is it that I need to do in each of these areas? What is that one thing that I need to do in each of these areas that will make a huge impact? And then identify what I need to do. That is, you know, creating a purpose, a vision, a mission. Break it up into all of that and say, this is what I need to do as a mother, even if it is just to call my daughter who lives abroad. This is what I need to do for the home. This is what I need to do for me. And yes, I didn't say the me. All of those roles, but what What do I do for myself? That time to introspect, that time to reflect, self-care, learn new skills, all of these things. Now, it sounds like a huge plate, a bag full of things to do. And easier to say that you've divided your life into roles. Perhaps I can, um, I mean, I would say visualize a large glass container. And you put all of these roles you play mm -hmm. and the purpose, the big goals that you have in these, the big things that you need to do into on one side. And there's one empty glass jar. And then there are some small green and blue and uh, pink pebbles that represent all of those small thoughts that are moving around in your head. I've got to be, I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, there is the travel time. There is this and there is that. I need to go shopping. And if you had to bring all of this together, what would you do? How would you do it? Would you layer the pebbles first and then put those big rocks on top? Or would you put the, how would you arrange it in that glass? The essentials first and then in the remaining spaces. You fit in those pebbles. You just pour in those pebbles, right? And for one, that glass jar is going to look beautiful. And that's how a balanced, harmonious uh, life would also look like. Can I say that for someone who has just joined the workforce, he has bills to pay, he has responsibilities, maybe a loan, a lot of things at home as well. For him or her, the bigger purpose is to get money at home at the cost of maybe putting in more number of hours of work, sacrificing your mental being, well-being, all that stuff. That takes a backseat. And the bigger stone in that glass jar is getting good money, learning a skill, sharpening your skill set so that you can grow in your career. That's the purpose for that individual. If you have crossed that stage, and you are at a place where you can now bring in one more stone and share that limited space, one with your career, with uh, putting those number of hours of work for your career. And now you realize that, you know what, I can give time to my physical health as well. 
that takes the space. So every uh, person will like, prioritize based upon their preferences. For example, if a person has gone through a burnout, for example, while working for, for so long, so hard, he will realize that I should have taken a pause and taken care of my physical health, else I'll not literally run any further. And what I understood from this conversation so far, that if you have to plan well, you have to manage your energies well. Yes. So what can employers do to encourage an environment which breeds happiness, which breeds productivity at the same time? First of all, be in sync with the employee's uh, mindset. What, what is the general feeling around? What are the general sensibilities there? As in? As in, what is working for the entire workforce? Mm -hmm. Whether it's middle management, senior management. What is working for them? What is not working for them? This is about our awareness, the individual's awareness that we spoke about. Shouldn't an organization be aware of all of these things? Give me an example. Knowing what is working for the people who work for me. Are they happy? Are they unhappy? Because ultimately, leadership is not about your skills. It is about dealing with people, right? Working with people. What's working for them? What are the pressures that they are feeling? So, of course, understand their sensibilities. And then create an environment. Again, I would say a number of companies are doing that. Rather than this whole, you know, number of hours equals high productivity theory. What about getting into a flexible approach where there is focus within a framework, within a structure, where quality is maintained, where productivity is maintained? It has been taken for a ride in the like, COVID times, working from home, people have misused it. And then the leadership like doubts that we gave you the freedom and you, then you misused, you, you misused it. Yeah, that is true. So there's got to be integrity on both sides. Easy to blame to be some, yeah, there's got to be some checks and balances there. A lot of people have this human cry that why are we being called to the office? We can always work from home. If you are working from home as diligently, we had no issues. But if you're not working and just pretending that yes, we are working, don't worry, companies will have a concern for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. You know, there was a time when the pandemic was gone. And people were still working from home and there were movie halls and malls that were absolutely full during mm -hmm. the day. <laughs> they could log in from the system that, you know what, I am, I am logged in. <laughs> but they were not so active. So a few yeah. hours of, uh, and that was, uh, people thought that was work-life balance. Mm -hmm. They, they uh, I mean, it was needed for some time and, after, and it worked for some time. And employers took into account what was working for, you know, childcare is a problem. So that is another thing that organizations could do. You know, yes. they make sure that uh, working parents are taken care of and childcare facilities and other incentives are there. Because childcare, to my mind, is it takes away nearly 50% of the talent from the market because then the mothers stay at home. You're losing out on so many, uh, you know, you're really losing out on talent. So ensuring that people have that balance, you know, they, they are fine. They can take care of their family. They can work and all of that. So each one of us, my advice would be 
to identify those areas that are priorities, those large goals that I must, I have to do these, it's going to be most impactful. And then kind of uh, work around everything else. So there's a difference between the person you are at work and outside your work. There's a big, big gap. You need to think that are you being authentic to your true self or are you just putting up a facade to showcase to the world out there? The moment you bridge that gap, you become more authentic and you flow. Absolutely. And if that, because that inauthenticity at some point of time is going to get really stressful. Because how long are you going to be doing who are, uh, uh, you know, just being who you are not? That is, that is what I mean. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights. Thank it you was so absolute delight to listen to you and gain these insights. Thank you so much. Thanks a bunch. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of workwisewithnaughty.com. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you are listening to this. Also, do share this with your friends who would benefit from this episode. I'm your host, Divas Gupta and you are listening to Workwise with Nokri, a career podcast from Nokri.com produced by Wine Studio.